we are we're talking about the seven seals. We uh, and uh, going we're going through the book of Revelation this way instead of uh, exactly chapter by chapter and verse by verse because uh, the book of Revelation is made up in groups of seven, and we talk extensively about the number seven and what it means. Uh, typology and all those things, and we, we talked about the, the seven blessings of Revelation, the seven candlesticks and the seven churches and all all those things, now we're dealing with the seven seals, uh, and we're going to um, uh, move on uh, from where that we left off um, last week, uh, and Revelation uh, chapter 6 and, and verse uh, 3 and 4. And uh, you can turn to your Bible or you can read it out of the handout because we got it uh, uh, typed out and printed right here in your handout. Uh, the second seal, uh, the red horse rider. And we had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. There were, went out another horse. That was far red went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that the people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great uh, sword. When the second seal is broke, uh, another horse rides out that is red in color. Red is symbolic of blood, represents the massive warfare take place when the false peace collapses that the white horse rider uh, brings. The Antichrist, his system, and this world government and all, all about it will, will conquer the world by promises of peace. But once he has accomplished his real purpose, uh, it will all fall through and bloodshed by war will supersede um, anything the world has ever seen before. Now, you know, you remember what they said um, uh, about World War One that it was a war to stop all, all wars. But um, it wasn't very long from after World War One, World War II come, you know. And um, uh, that's, this is all a fulfillment of what Christ uh, uh, talked about and what, what he taught. He said there was going to be uh, wars and rumors of wars and all of these things that's going to come about. And um, the Bible also talks about in the last days how lawlessness will prevail uh, 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 everywhere. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're seeing that right now. I mean, you know, within our own, within our own country. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something tonight, church, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't mean uh, to offend nobody, nothing, uh, uh, nothing like that. But what's going on uh, in this country right now, Amen, has nothing to do at all with the loss of a young man's life. Amen. It doesn't have anything to do with the loss of a young man's life. If you, if you, if you keep up with what goes on and you see the statistics, there is more. Uh, there's more black-on-black crime than there is white-on-black. And that's, 
that's, that's a fact. Matter, matter of fact, I recall just uh, three or four years back, uh, the, I'll, I'll say this <laughs> lightly, the Reverend uh, uh, Jesse Jackson, uh, uh, he was he was talking and he he got his he got his own self in trouble with his own uh, with own group because he was talking about where he, he was out in a particular city one night walking down the street and uh, he said he um, uh, heard somebody walking up uh, walking up behind him kind kind of fast uh, and um, he said he, he you know his, his heart kind of got to beat and he kind of got got concerned. And uh, until he looked and he seen, seen it was a white man, he said, he says, I, got, I, I felt better then. <laughs> that was from his own words. You know, so I mean, and that, that's, that's the truth. Uh, you don't see the writing and all that stuff going on every time, uh, uh, you know, black on black crime. But, it, but it's all a part of the lawlessness that the Bible talked about. It's going to happen. And it's going to get worse. Amen. We haven't we haven't seen anything yet. Amen. You know, uh, war here is what we're talking about tonight, and and, and this seal. Uh, listen, this ain't just just uh, this ain't just talking about wars between nations, but wars going on right in nations. Amen. Bloodshed being spilt everywhere. Amen. Um, and. Uh, uh, the Antichrist is going to conquer the world by a bunch of promises of peace, you know, uh, and uh, and through flattery and all this um, and all this stuff. But uh, remember what the Word of God says uh, in First Thessalonians, fifth uh, chapter, in verse three. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Amen. So, you know, when they say that, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to come. Jesus himself in Luke 21, 9. But when you hear wars and commotions, do not be terrified. For these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. It's not going to happen. right. All these things has got to happen. And, you know, uh, and what we're seeing happening, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. I mean... It's taken place, amen, since there's been, uh, been a planet Earth, simply because mankind had rejected God. Hallelujah. Um, if you remember from the first seal, I'm, I'm just kind of going through reading your, uh, from your handout tonight, the Antichrist will play a major role in the signing of a peace treaty in the Middle East. The Jewish temple will be rebuilt and the temple sacrifices will continue once again, as the Jews accept the Antichrist as the Messiah, the church will undergo increasing persecution because there will be no way Christians will accept any kind of sacrifice for sin other than the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Hallelujah. I mean, it's, they, they are going to try, but I mean, that system has already uh, 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 been fulfilled. You know, the, the veil of the temple was rent. Amen? Amen when Christ, when Christ died. But um, I uh, uh, told you uh, last week at, uh, of a, uh, a news report that I heard just uh, uh, a couple weeks ago uh, in the Jerusalem Post. I get an electronic copy of the Jerusalem Post, a newspaper in Jerusalem, uh, electronically fed to my, my iPad, 
and um, and they were talking. There was an article in there, and they were talking how that they had all just about all the material ready ready to start building uh, the temple again. And that, uh, oh yeah, here's, here's what I brought across also. That right now in Jerusalem, they, uh, because of, uh, you know, DNA, and they're able to have this thing with DNA now, they are, they are checking the DNA of all Jews that are in Israel now so they can ascertain which Jews come from the ancient tribe of Levi. They are searching at it. I mean, it was in their own their own newspaper because they uh, they know according to uh, uh, Mosaic law. Of course, uh, it was it was the Levites that took care of the temple, and so they. I mean, they're focused on this. They they are focused on it, and they're 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 spending effort, and that's uh, uh, the uh, the Zionist movement, and they're trying to do that. Uh, the world won't understand why the true church will not get on the bandwagon of world peace and unity that will take place during the first three and a half years of the tribulation. And the church will once again experience the extreme hatred uh, that she experienced during the early days. Then all at once the Antichrist will take over the temple and have his statue placed there. Peace will be over as the red horse takes his ride. And wars of every kind will continue from that point until the end. It will just build and it will intensify and, and get um, uh, worse and worse. I want to, um, I want to, and well, I've got it printed out there. Uh, uh, Daniel 9 and 26 uh, in the NIV, uh, uh, near, nearly uh, inspired version, uh, what I call it. But it says, after the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be put to death and will have, have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come, who uh, will come, will destroy the city and uh, the sanctuary. And the end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end and desolations have been decreed. Uh, folks... You know, people talk about how bad things are now. I mean, things are still fairly good right now. You know, we haven't we haven't seen anything, brother, like uh, like what's going to be seen. You know, they were uh, talking about. Uh, you know, uh, brother brother Penrod was talking about uh, gasoline prices the last time he visited Haiti, uh, forty dollars a gallon. Uh, you know, in the in the country of Haiti, and these people. Uh, and this is from people who work 12 hours a day uh, for a little over a dollar a day, you know. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, that, that's something else. So um, this uh, war and lawlessness and um, uh, uh, lives being taken and all these things is going to get worse uh, and worse. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to get any better. Uh, let's go on uh, and talk a, um, a little bit about the third seal, and then we will uh, we will stop and uh, give um, open up for any discussions or questions or anything like that. Um, when he opened the third seal, 
I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. And so I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. Revelation uh, 6 uh, and 5. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not harm the oil and wine. Amen. Uh, when the third seal is broken, a black horse is now galloping forth. Black in the scripture is symbolic of plague, like conditions that is brought on by world famine. Even America will no longer be known as the land of plenty. The scales in his hand of the rider represents rationing of food and food products. A closer look at the text will explain the severity of this pestilence and how it will drive prices through the roof. Well, I mean, we, we now get, get nervous and start sweating every time we go to the grocery store. But again, we haven't seen anything. Now, I want to read that same scripture again, uh, but I want to, I, I want to do it at, in the New 11 uh, uh, translation. Look at, look at how it uh, reads this. When the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living uh, being say, Come. I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four living uh, beings say, A loaf of wheat bread for three loaves or, or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay, and don't waste the olive oil and the wine. Uh, a penny can be misleading if you uh, attempt to define it in relation to uh, our money, American penny. This was a Roman penny and was not a copper coin, but a silver coin actually called in their language a denarius, worth approximately 15 to 20 cents in our currency. In the time of Christ, it was considered the average day's pay for general labor and carry you back to uh, a parable that Jesus spoke. It says, And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his, um, into his vineyard. Um, the aftermath of this black horse rider will hit so hard that people will have to pay a whole day's pay to buy a loaf of bread. Amen. This is why many scholars predict the cost of bread in those days, will top out somewhere at seventy-five to a hundred dollars a loaf. You know, think about that. You know, uh, folks, I don't know. I don't know where people are going to do who's, who's not who's not trusting the Lord. You know, uh, I've heard people tell me, said, "Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do my thing right now, and um, uh, and then." You know, I'll, um, uh, I'll, I'll make it, well, I'll have time a little bit later. I'll make it all right right now. I'm going to tell you something. If you're not living for God now, ain't, ain't no way you're going to, amen. It, uh, later it's going it's to be too bad. It's going to be too hard. And, you know, we're actually seeing things come together right now uh, that's, that all this stuff is building up. And I believe that we are quickly going towards a, a, a cashless society. Um, they told us, they told Metro uh, school employees this, this year 
uh, we've always had a had an option uh, to uh, to receive a paycheck or have it uh, automatically uh, uh, deposited. And beginning this year, uh, we don't have a choice. You got to, you know, if it, they told uh, when we had any service, they said, you know, if you want to get paid, you know, you got to have direct deposit. Uh, and uh, so many things that we are seeing uh, transpire uh, is all coming together for this final uh, uh, end time thing. And uh, folks, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to get as close to God as I possibly can. Amen. Uh, I, I want I want to uh, uh, draw closer to Him. I, you know, the Bible says, "He that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled." Amen. And I, I don't I, I don't see a, a whole lot of people seem to be hungering today. Amen. And you know, I mean, let's stop and think about it. You know, uh, uh, notice notice a crowd tonight. Just you know, because because of some rain. Uh, uh, you 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 call a uh, a fifteen minute pre service prayer meeting to pray for the service. You know you have have a handful show show up. People's not hungry for the things of God anymore. Amen. All oh, they'll, they'll they'll come if you ha- if if you're going to have dinner on the ground. <laughs> you know, I mean we're all we're all for all the all the fleshly stuff. Amen. But the spiritual things, people are uh, just not not hungering, you know. Uh, you know, you take, you know, our Sunday night services right now, uh, you know, we, we start, at, start at 6 o'clock. And, uh, unless there's a, a big, uh, powerful move uh, of God and the Holy Ghost uh, uh, and all of that, well, you know, we're, we're usually getting out of here uh, by, by 8 o'clock. But with a lot of people, you know, I've been told, well, you know, that, that's a little bit too late because, you know, I'll be getting up at 6 o'clock Monday morning. Well, I get up at 4 o'clock Monday morning, and uh, I, can, I can remember uh, back before I pastored, when Brother Hale was still pastoring, and Brother Paul said, Sister, y'all, y'all know this well, we'd never get out earlier than 10 o'clock on Sunday night. Never. Amen. You know? And uh, the the revival, the revival that I was baptized in Jesus' name uh, in, down in Columbia in 19, 1969, uh, uh, we went down there because, you know, everybody knows you know, I was raised Baptist. My dad was a Baptist preacher. I broke a long line. I mean, my grandfather and his, his grandfather, and, and uh, we uh, took a drive to Columbia, uh, to go to a revival and, uh, at a church down there. And Dad drove everywhere, and he couldn't find it. And, uh, we passed this Pentecostal church, and they had a sign up said revival. And Dad said, well, he says, they got a revival going on here. Ain't no need driving this far. That was back before the interstate. We had to drive, you know, uh, go down through Franklin and all that. He said, we just wanted to go in there. And uh, we walked in there, man. That place was packed out. It was uh, uh, a church about this size, and they were, had the, had the chairs sitting out everywhere. And uh, um, uh, there was a brother McDonald from uh, up in um, uh, Ohio somewhere was the evangelist preaching. And man, that night I I was I, I had just accepted the call to preach. I was fourteen year old, and man, when that man got to preaching, man, God. Got, Got on my heart, and before I left there that night, I was baptized in Jesus' name. 
and, uh, and there was about six or seven others baptized with me. That night that I was baptized, they had done been in revival for five weeks every night. Every night. And after that night, that Sunday night, we kept going back for two more weeks. And they, they, they were anywhere from, anywhere from five to ten people baptized every night. You know, and, you know, there in the 60s and going in those tent meetings, man, uh, I've, I've been under the big tent where they'd roll up a little a kid's uh, uh, swimming pool and stick there and stick them under the water and baptize them just, just as fast as they can baptize them for an hour and a half at a time. People were hungry for God back then, you know. That's, that's the reason why all, everything that the book of Revelation is talking about and all that stuff's going to happen, it's, it's coming about because God's people just simply not doing what they're supposed to do. Hallelujah. The Word said, God said, if my people, which are called by my name. Now, I was born and raised Baptist. I'm, I'm sorry. Even though they might, they might claim, I've heard them talk that scripture. But when he said, if my people, which are called by my name, he wasn't talking about the Baptist and Methodist Presbyterian. They're not called by his name. But if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my faith, and I, I turn from their wicked ways. A lot of people quote that, leave that part out. Turn from their wicked ways. Then will you hear from heaven and heal the land. Amen. We still could have uh, uh, an outpour revival if God's people would just get hungry. Amen. We have to get hungry. Okay. Anybody got some comments or insights or questions or anything you'd like to add to what we've talked about?